Good morning, Centerpoint. Welcome back to our daily devotions as we shelter in place. We've been looking at the book of Philippians together. And last time we considered how Paul told us not to be anxious about anything, but in everything to bring our concerns to God. In chapter 4, verse 7, Paul promised, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That word guard that Paul uses is also used in the Greek to describe military guards and prison guards. Paul used it back in chapter 1 to talk about the palace guard. I love that image that Paul is giving us here. A picture of God's peace standing as guard over our hearts and minds. Back in Proverbs, we are told to guard our hearts. Proverbs also tells us to guard our lips and our lives and our mouths and our tongues. But here in Philippians is the only place in the Bible that we see that our minds might also need to be guarded. Paul says that the peace of God does just that. But Paul also says we have a part to play in that. We are to choose to think about certain things. Look at verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What things do you think about? And where do those thoughts take you? When you look at the news currently, where do your thoughts take you? When you get frustrated with someone you're sheltering in place with, where do your thoughts take you? When you chafe at these restrictions we're under while we shelter in place, or alternately, when you fear that these shelter-in-place restrictions might be lifted too soon, where do your thoughts take you? And how does that place they take you compare to this list that Paul gives us of what we are to think about? You might respond, but there is nothing in my life right now that feels like it is true or noble or praiseworthy. I suspect the Philippians would have said the same thing about their circumstances. And I suspect that that is why Paul gave them that list, because they needed to be reminded of what to think about. And I also suspect that that is why Paul prayed the prayer he did back in chapter 1, 9 and 10. This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Paul is praying about their thoughts 
Do you let your circumstances drive your thought life? Or do you choose to think about those things Paul tells us to think about? Here's an example of how that thinking looks in practice. Last Sunday afternoon, I was on a conference call with our prayer partners, and one of them mentioned that the most difficult thing for him during this time is not getting to worship with the other brothers and sisters at Center Point. He deeply felt that gap in his life. And I told him that that lack in my life has helped me understand those in the persecuted church a little bit better over these weeks because many of them cannot worship together for years, sometimes a lifetime. And I'm getting in touch with that longing that they must experience. That remark uh, was appreciated by the prayer partner. He said it changed his perspective. He said from now on, he's not going to look at social distancing as something he has to tolerate, but instead as an opportunity to practice what he called social fasting. That is, to embrace this time as a time to stand alongside those in the persecuted church and to feel a tiny bit of what they feel and to pray for them even as he prays for us. That was a phrase that captured my imagination, social fasting. I think it is a phrase that is excellent, praiseworthy. And then the other prayer partner chimed in and said something equally as profound. She talked about the idea of returning to normal and how God has been showing her that during this time of wilderness, we should not be looking back to what we had in Egypt, but instead looking forward to where the Lord is leading us, even though we cannot see that clearly. That is a lovely, admirable thought. Those thoughts, as we shared them with us, with each other, uh, lifted us all up. That's just an example of how thinking these things that Paul tells us to think can, can help us and can help others. We've been at this sheltering in place for quite a while now. We are growing weary. And when we are weary, our thoughts can drift. Where are your thoughts taking you? Can you choose to think about those things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy? Can you choose to do as Paul says? to do our part in that guarding of our minds that will cause us to be pure and blameless for Jesus. Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus, I do pray that your peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Jesus. And I pray that you would encourage those who are struggling and that you would remind them that you are doing your good work and that you will bring that work to completion even when we can't see that. We ask these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen.